Welcome to this week's edition of the Sportsaholic Podcast. As always, I'm Max Zucker, and on the line is Sean Conway. Sean, how are you today? What's new in your world, amigo? Not too much. I've uh, just been kind of working a lot and uh, getting ready to go to a music fest next weekend. So watch at a music festival. So I have that going on for next week, and then uh, this weekend went for a quick hike yesterday with some friends, and no, haven't really been cooking much lately. Just been kind of lazy, so not really much to talk about cooking wise. I uh, I have this uh, this tri tip I'm gonna cook on the on the propane grill that I have, but I got this little cylindrical. Um, like metal graded tube uh, that you put smoker pellets in and then okay. you take a torch to it you light the torch and um, after you let it like smoke for a little bit you put your meat on and cook it normal on the grill but it adds a little smoky flavor so that is a little uh, you know new thing I get to try out here I haven't done it yet but it, it kind of turn it can turn your, your, your propane grill into like a, a mini smoker that sounds good yeah yeah, that's badass. So, no, that's something definitely to try. Speaking of grills and cooking, that's what I've been doing. It's been beautiful. I mean, absolutely beautiful, the Chicago. I'm jealous. It's raining, raining hard here. It's absolutely disgusting. You know, you want to enjoy Memorial Day weekend, had so much yard work planned, boom, rain. Uh, well, yesterday and today, it's going to be about 73, 76, sunny, nice little breeze. So I grilled last night. I had to clean my friend's grill. Uh, and then I decided to grill a few steaks, some chicken wings, some chicken legs, and some veggies. Uh, I used, uh, on the chicken legs, I seasoned them with a little bit of this uh, open pit seasoning. And then I put some uh, barbecue sauce on that. And then the wings... I put some uh, rosemary and garlic, and then I used B-dubs Parmesan garlic as the sauce for the grilled wings, and then I used a little uh, Chicago steak seasoning for the good old steaks. So there we go. It was a nice grill session. I'm not going to lie. It was a really nice grill session. I am actually going after the podcast today, Sean. I'm going to go out and uh, grill with a couple of our uh, uh, former SIU friends, so that will be cool. Very fun. Very fun. I know uh, we've got a lot of playoff action, Max. So uh, let's start with the NBA. Yes. I'm going to go talk about uh, the Eastern Conference first because there's a little bit more there oh, than a, there was oh on your side. God, that's the thing to talk about. That's the hot news. It kind of seemed like, you know, at one point that both series were going to be a four-game sweeps. But, because you know, Miami, they took a, a commanding 3 nothing lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. But then the Celtics, not going to go down without a fight. Taking Game 4, 116-99 to in Game 5. 110 to 97 both uh, both games having uh, Jason Tatum with 30 uh, 30 point plus performances there as well and then last night in game six three seconds left the heat down 102 100 Jimmy Butler at the line for three free throws which makes all three to give the heat a one point lead Celtics call a timeout off the inbound pass smart to Marcus smart he throws of a brick from three but Derek Wright was right there under the basket for the quick put put, put Quick put back. I can't talk to that. <laughs> right as time expired, though. Yes. So it was not uh, made it named a basket there. They went to review, confirmed it was a basket, and a Celtics 104-103 win. Yes. Sending the series to Game 7 for Monday night. Absolutely crazy. 
I mean, not what you're expecting when you see a 3-0 lead in the series. Who do you think is going to take Game 7, Max? Well, you got to like Boston at this point going back home to do this. So, you know, there's been a couple other occasions, three other occasions, but Boston will be the actually having to host Game 7 where the other three occasions they were on the road when this happened. So I like Boston at home. You know, think about also the 2004 Red Sox. They beat those Yankees coming down. Like I think this is the closest thing that can be uh, kind of like to this if it actually happens. But you'll be home for this. You'll have that home momentum. Uh, I, you know, the fact that the Heat could not close last night, that's on Eric Spolstra and that coaching staff to me. And, uh, yeah, I, I think Boston uh, will take this now. And uh, it's going to be quite exciting. Yeah, I, I, you know, I really like Jimmy Butler. He's a fun personality, but I do think that Game 7 is going to go to Boston as well. Max, how about you be brief about what uh, yeah, what, what Jokic me, did to the Lakers? Yeah, there you go. Let's just say this. He was the MVP, my friend. 27.8 points per game during the four-game series. 14 and a half uh, boards and uh, 11.8 assists for the four games. This was his averages. An absolute beast. You know, it was a good series, though, Sean. All the games were decided between 2 and 11 points, so there were no blowouts in any of the games. Um you know, to me, again, congratulations to Jokic on the MVP. Congratulations to the Nuggets for finally getting to an NBA Finals. I mean, you think about how long they've been in the league and just to appear in the Finals. So congratulations to the city of Denver for going that far. It'll be fun to see, too, what, of course, Jokic and Jamal Murray do you know, at the Finals level. The real question is, what is LeBron James going to do? Is he going to retire or is he going to stick around? He's still got two years and $97 million left on his contract, but the man could retire. He also averaged Sean 27.8 points. He had nine and a half rebounds and ten assists per game. You know, does he want his uh, you know uh, chapter to close on this? I, I don't know. I, I I think he'll. I think he sticks around personally. Yeah. So uh, a quote that he I don't know if it was with ESPN or anything like that. He said he's not going to hang it up until he realizes his game is declining. He said that personally, he feels he's better than 90, 95 percent of the players in the league. Still I at this agree point. with that. So, I agree. So. Well, yes. So, I mean, I see him staying around. He's a young 38. I mean, just like Tom Brady going to 45. I can see LeBron playing for a couple more seasons and trying to compete still. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's really up to him if he wants to continue to do that to himself. I think he still is going to do that. Um, you know, yeah, I still think he wants to play with the sun, right? And he's still competing at a high level. Barring a major injury, I, I agree with you. I think he'll compete sure. for at least another three, four more seasons and try to at least play with one or you know maybe even potentially both of his kids, you know, at one point. So I don't see that happening. It's, it's it's a little bit farther off for uh, what's 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 his other son's name? That's something. Uh, I'm blanking on that right I'm now. I'm blanking on it right now. Okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah, either way, Anyways. let's get to hockey. Yeah, yeah. Hockey oh, talk. Before we do that, talk, go off of the uh, off of the Nuggets making the uh, NBA Finals for the first time ever, people are calling that uh, they're going to retire number fifteen for Jokic. I'm like, well, if they're going to do that. They're going to retire for both 
Carmelo Anthony and for Jokic, I would say, just for his time that he spent there. And now that Carmelo Anthony's officially retired as well, I thought we should throw that into our basketball talks before we move on to hockey. But All right. unless you have anything to add on to that, I can, I can go into the Eastern Conference Finals for the, uh, for the go NHL. Go for it. Cool. This one was one of the most electric Eastern Conference Finals you'll ever see end in a sweep. Each game was decided by one goal. Two went to overtime. One of those going to four overtime periods. And one game was decided by a goal in the final seconds of regulation. So it was a very close game. The Florida Panthers, though, making their just their second ever Stanley Cup Finals appearance. I think uh, very much of, of the credit goes to Matthew Kachuk, who had nine goals and 21 points in the 16 games during this playoff run. No, I mean, yeah, no, they, they, they earned it. They've earned their spot. Uh, the Knights, they were up, my friend, 3 nothing. It seems like this has been happening for the NBA and NHL, but 3 nothing, including a Game 1 and Game 2 OT winner. But then Dallas has won the last two games, really making this a good uh, series. Uh, obviously, the Knights on Memorial Day will try to advance to their second Stanley Cup in six seasons, which seems absolutely insane to me, but uh, they cannot play how they played though in game five they had 24 giveaways they played pretty damn sloppy in my opinion and you know half the team looked like they were not in it for the full 60 minutes uh real quick bruce cassidy their head coach had this to say and then we can kind of wind down here um he said, we're trying to go to the Stanley Cup final against a desperate team. And to me, that's the whole game right there. That falls under. Uh, obviously, you're not making the right decision with the puck. And you're uh, not supporting it well. It starts right here. And that's the first thing we'll go to correct. So I think that's exactly what they'll do. They're going to have to, obviously, with sloppy puck play. And that's what they're going to be you know, looking to correct. Like I said, 24 uh, giveaways on the ice in Game 5. Again, they play tomorrow night, Monday night, Memorial Day. I do like them, though, to advance and get to the uh, second cup, though, Sean. All right, very good. That's going to do it for our NBA and NHL playoff updates here. On the flip side of this, we're going to dive into some NFL offseason news. Taking us to break, as always, is our good friend Jason James, this time with his song, Kathy. You'll listen to the Sports Hawks podcast with Max Zucker and Sean Conway.
Welcome back to the Sportsaholics podcast. That was Kathy by Jason James. One of the uh, one of the more interesting news coming out of the NFL this past week was the Arizona Cardinals releasing wide receiver, star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins on Friday after months of trade speculation that has been going on since the end of the 2022 season. Since Hopkins' team high 30.75 million dollar cap hit, which ranks tops among wide receivers and seventh highest in the NFL, the Cardinals will save roughly. $8.15 million in cap space, but are still set to take a dead cap hit of $22.6 million. I've seen that the Bills, the Ravens, the Patriots, the Lions, all teams that would say that they're interested in pursuing him. But for me personally, I think it should be the Bills that he would want to go to because they've got already a very competitive team. So it's not like he's going to a team that he's going to have to significantly help. He's going to a team with a really good quarterback and a team with a really good wide receiver. So he won't. DeAndre Hopkins won't be taking the the brunt of all the defensive pressure. So they'll be able to split that between the two of them. And imagine having that kind of tandem receivers with Stephon Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins. I know he's getting old. He hasn't performed as well the last two seasons. His numbers have been lower due to injury and the suspension. Um, but overall, I mean, still a pretty elite wide receiver. Hey. I would take DeAndre Hopkins. I'd love for the Bears, even though I know they have a you know a better wide receiver. Why not? You know, it's, is it about money or is it about winning at this point? You know, that's that's what he has to ask himself. Because right, going to the Bills, I think would be the probably or Kansas City. One of those two teams makes the most sense. But they're the teams that are definitely going to be able to pay him the least amount of money. Dallas also, my friend, is a team that probably can't surrender more than five or six million dollars, but him and C.D. Lamb with Brandon Cooks, who they brought in. And if you look at Dallas, they are truly in it on a one-year thing. Mike McCarthy knows that if he does not reach a Super Bowl and that Dak Prescott doesn't reach the Super Bowl this year, whether they win or lose, but they have to get to a Super Bowl or we know Mike McCarthy's out. And to be honest with you, most likely they're going to move on and trade Dak Prescott next offseason. They've made already a lot of one-year moves, bringing in Stephon Gilmore, you know, again, Brandon Cooks. This is a one-year type move why not be part of it why not add yourself one more good weapon and I, you know that would you know that would definitely in- increase their chances of what they're trying to do this year down in Dallas you know that's a good fit there too I just I, I mean I personally wouldn't recommend if he wants to win a Super Bowl or go to a Super Bowl to go for Dallas because you know <laughs> right they don't have a really good history recently of making it to the Super Bowl or just having success at all in the, in the postseason so I'm not sure if that's where I would want to go. I think the Bills are the best pick. To, if he wants to win a Super Bowl next year, the Bills would be his best choice, in my opinion. I think uh, other things going on in the news right now um, would be the New Orleans Saints bringing in a familiar face for their new quarterback to build an o- a new offense. Derek Carr played a West Coast-style offense while with the Raiders under John Gruden's playbook. The Saints already running off of a modified West Coast-style offense since the, the Sean Payton tenure. Uh, they brought in John Gruden to be the offensive coaching uh, dad to the uh, offensive coaching staff. His purpose is, is to build a playbook around his former and once again quarterback. And this is something I thought was interesting. Peyton and Gruden actually coached together and that's why they have similar, you know, or could be why they have similar offensive styles due to their time in 1997 on the Eagles staff where Gruden was the offensive coordinator and Peyton was the quarterback's coach. Oh, 
that is cool. That's a cool little tidbit there. Uh, and that you know, it's interesting to see where Gruden is at this point. You know, uh, it's I think you know I didn't think he would ever fully retire. So maybe he does just kind of come back and start working with some teams and developing. You know, some being a you know past game coordinator that you know something of that nature. Interesting though to see his news uh, or his name back into the news. Uh, last piece of news here before we take a break. Uh, this uh, NFL Sunday ticket package will continue to be available for restaurants, bars, and hotels and other uh, huge businesses that have DirecTV. Uh, as DirecTV reached a multi-year agreement with Everpass Media this past week uh, to pa- provide and package out-of-market Sunday afternoon games on CBS and Fox to its business clients. Uh, DirecTV's chief and sales uh, service officer, Matt Whitrack, said that his company services more than over 300,000 commercial establishments. So just essentially, Sean, more money going to the NFL here. So just, you know, hey, keep growing. I didn't think that Sunday ticket would ever change, especially for those types of establishments. Anyways, though, uh, let's take a quick break here. On the flip side of this break, uh, we will be talking Major League Baseball here on the Sports Talk Podcast with myself, Max Zucker, and of course, Sean Conway. There are a few things Max or I like more than tossing back a few beers and watching the game. But don't worry, if you happen to miss the game, we've got your back. Tune in to the Sports Hog Podcast with myself, Max Zucker, alongside Sean Conway, with new episodes available weekly on SoundCloud. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with new shows and our occasional takes on things happening in the sports world throughout the week. back here on the Sports Talk Podcast. Sean, this is going to be, once again, one of our shorter shows. We've just been busy. Everyone knows I'm a teacher. We've been having to wrap things up here. Final week here before summer break, which will be great. Cannot wait for my break, but I won't bore you with that because this is pretty exciting, though. Jorge Soler, man. This guy, it seems like he's been around forever. Um, he has now had a home run in five straight games. However, he has 12 home runs so far in May, which is tied uh, for the most in Marlins franchise history with Giancarlo Stanton, who did it in 2012, and Dan Ugla, who did it back in 2008. He also set a club record with 17 home runs in his first 51 games, uh, passing the previous mark of 16 home runs in that span with Ugla, Mike Lowell, and Gary Sheffield, is who he beat out on that. So, pretty impressive uh, definitely making uh, an impression with uh, with the Marlins early in his career there. Yeah, well, someone who's not making a uh, a good impression early on in his career would be Grayson Rodriguez, the right-handed pitching uh, top pitching prospect for the Baltimore Orioles. They've demoted him back to Triple A Norfolk amid struggling so far this season. Rodriguez is two and two with an ERA of seven three seven point three five, just ten starts this season, forty five and one. Thirds innings pitched, fifty six strikeouts, twenty one walks for a two point seven strikeout to walk ratio, and has a lot of thirteen home runs. This past Friday, he gave up nine runs, eight of those were earned in three and one thirds innings pitched, on six hits, three of those being home runs, and he had three walks as well. The Orioles called up uh, lefty Keegan Aiken from Norfolk to uh, fill the spot in the rotation. 
Uh, interesting there. I still have big hope for Grayson Rodriguez. I still think he's going to be a good arm, but obviously he needs to go back to uh, AAA to go figure out some of those control issues. For sure, yeah. And, uh, you know, going over to uh, the AL Central, seems everyone's struggling there, but the <laughs> Kansas City Royals released veteran Hunter Do- uh, Dozier for um, following, you know, struggling start to the season. He'd been bat- uh, batting just 183 with two home <laughs> runs and nine RBIs in 29 games this year. Well, he also had signed a four-year, $25 million extension in 2021. So the, uh, the the Royals are still on the hook for quite a bit of money. They're $7.25 million this year, and then we'll owe him $9 million in 2024 as well. So, you know... It sucks to be you. <laughs> hey, it sucks you know to be what? anyone in the AL Central, though. Let's be honest. Yeah, you're you're not kidding. The most boring uh, division in baseball right now. Uh, but at least they're not the worst team in baseball. And that is the Oakland Athletics, who is still just sitting on ten wins this year. Man, I believe they are ten and forty-three or ten and forty-two as we. <laughs> Uh, speak here today. That's that's insane. However, they uh, however they did get some help though to aid uh, their move to Las Vegas as a bill was introduced uh, late Friday in Nevada uh, that would give the Oakland Athletics up to three hundred and eighty million dollars for a potential thirty thousand seat again uh, you know one point five billion retractable roof stadium on the Las Vegas strip. Uh, the bulk of the public funding would come from $180 million in a transferable tax credit from the state, another $120 million in county bonds, and Clark County will also contribute $25 million in uh, credit towards infrastructure costs. So, you know, I think we all knew this was coming. Uh, I got a feeling when the owners meet here in, what, about two weeks from now, I think it's the 14th. They're going to have a meeting. I got a feeling this will all get passed. So essentially, goodbye to the old, uh, Oakland A's. And my guess is they'll uh, they'll be they'll be starting probably in Vegas by 2025, 2026. You know what's insane? Oakland is going to be they lost all of their sports in in a matter of a decade because the Golden State Warriors used to be in Oakland and now they're in San Francisco, right across the bay. The Raiders, they lost to Vegas, and they're about to lose the Athletics to Vegas. They That's just unfortunate overall. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think that's all we really had here yep. for baseball. So let's toss it over to the break. And on the flip side, Max has got some trivia. I've got a very, very lazy drink of the week and some more. Stick around. You're listening to Sports Hawks Podcast with myself, Sean Conway, and, of course, the very handsome Max Zucker. All across the country, people are coming together to speed up what we can learn about health. The All of Us Research Program is calling on one million people to join us as we try to change the future of health. For your family, for future generations, for all of us. Visit joinallofus.org and find out how you can become one in a million. 
We're back here on the Sports Holic Podcast. Sean, we did not talk any Shohei Otani during our baseball block because I had to move it to trivia this week. <laughs> ah, I see what you of did course. There. You know me, yeah, it's very rare that I could go a whole week on this podcast, especially during the baseball season, without talking about something that Shohei did that was cool. Well, every show, you have to mention Tom Brady, LeBron James, and Shohei Otani. It's the rule. <laughs> if you're going to have a sports show in 2023, you you have to talk about those three things, otherwise it's you lose credibility, credibility overall. Yes. So I don't know if you saw this, uh, but for the second time in his uh, career, uh, Shohei Otani had ten strikeouts and a stolen base in a game. Okay. Can you tell me the other three players, and they're all very notable, uh, two are in the Hall of Fame and one will definitely, he's active and will definitely be in the Hall of Fame, Um, but there are two other guys that have uh, two games like Otani where he had 10Ks and uh, stole a base and then a guy who had did it three times. Max, we've been doing this show for a while now, and the trivia questions, I'm starting to figure out But when I read articles throughout the week on what my trivia questions will be. I read <laughs> this article, so I'm going to okay, name it. Go. Max Scherzer, he is the guy who's active. Another one, Nolan Ryan. That was the other out two. Bob Gibson, he was the guy with three. Yep. Yeah, well, good for reading, and I'm, I'm glad that you really picked up on this. It makes me very proud, and uh, that was a very successful trivia for you. 100% again. Good job. Uh, what's your lazy drink? Back-to-back weeks, too. I already read the article. <laughs> what's your lazy drink this week? Just poured myself a glass of Tullamore Dew whiskey. That's all I had alcohol-wise in the house right now. Um, this is something that's funny, though. So I, you know, I, I frequently am, you know, getting the big bottle of Tullamore Dew at the liquor store, and they had run out for quite some time. And I was I was coming back, and I was like, oh, they're not they're not there. I'm like, they they haven't been delivering it. And then I go back, you know, they hadn't hadn't had it for like about a month or so. And I go back and I go in there, I grab a bottle, and I'm like, hey, you guys got it this time? And they're like, yeah. We were talking to our supplier, and we said we've got this really big guy who comes in, you know, once or twice a week to get a bug, a big bottle of, of the whiskey. He really likes it. So okay. He's the only person who buys it, it from us from our store, but he clears us out of it every order. So. <laughs> We've got to, we, we make sure that we get it stocked for you. I'm like, sweet. You I liked you guys. Sweet. Right. That's good. Also, I'm Sussurra not sure if that's a good thing. Right the, 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 the people who work at the, the liquor store remember me as the guy who's consistently buying the big bottle of Telemerdu. Not, not necessarily a good thing to be remembered at the liquor store, I guess, but... I'll just, I'll just say it's because I'm in a small town about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, I like that analysis. <laughs> Max, uh, what, uh, this is a quick show. What, what stuff do we not go into to make the show a little bit longer? Oh, uh, real quick, we missed on just a couple uh, brief things here. First off, we missed on... Hold on, I'm seeing right where I put my uh, missed notes. Sorry, I, I didn't pull those up right away. But we missed a coach here in the NBA, and that would be the Bucks. They are hiring... 
uh, Adrian Griffin from uh, the Raptors to be their next head coach. So congratulations on Adrian Griffin. I thought he has been an interesting, I thought he's been a good head coaching candidate for the last couple of years. I'm kind of glad he got uh, the uh, the gig here. Obviously, Griffin will uh, replace Mike Budenholzer, uh, who was dismissed after five years, of course, following the first round uh, playoff exit to the Miami Heat. Obviously, it's always helpful when you have Giannis, too, to work with um, going forward. So that's that's huge. Uh, other than that, we really didn't miss too much this week, Sean. Not too much going on. Uh, Mike Soroka from for the Braves is finally ex- who hasn't pitched in, uh, since tw- uh, August of 2020. He's expected to start for the Braves on Memorial Day, so this Monday, tomorrow. So that will be nice uh, for the uh, guy, I believe he finished second in the Rookie of the Year back in 20... Uh, 2019. Yes, he was rookie of the year too. Okay. So it'll be nice to see him back out on the mound. Other than that, Sean, what do we got for Fight Corner? Nothing going on this past weekend in the UFC. We did have a title fight in Belfast last night in the boxing world. Luis Lopez retains his International Boxing Federation featherweight belt as he knocked out Michael Conlon with a thunderous right uppercut in the fifth round that put the Irish challenger on his back for several minutes. The uh, Right after he hit the, the canvas, his corner threw in the towel even before the ref could administer a 10 count. The second time in six months that Lopez has defended his belt here and improved to 28-2 and two with 16 knockouts in his career. Absolutely vicious uppercut. I saw this and I was like, whoa! Like the kind that you look and you're like, immediately your your whole body just like shakes. <laughs> uh, but that's all, that's all I had here in Fight Corner. Um, but uh, what, what, what are we, uh, we're not having a show next week, so Probably just going to have to recap, you know, uh, or a couple of the finals games as they will probably already be started by the time we get to our our next show on. So that'll uh, be that. Um, and Max, close us out. Yeah, that I'm sure. And, of course, our, you know, weekly show, Yotani Note. You know, other than that, right, it'll be playoff talks. Other than that, it'll be a lot of fun, as it always is. Short show here, but sometimes it's nice to be short and sweet and get to the point of things. So, uh, anyways, thanks to all of our fans and listeners of the podcast. We could not uh, do it without Jason James. Thank you for providing your tune, Kathy, for us today. Uh, Sign off for Sean Conway. I'm Max Zucker, and you've been listening to the Sports Talk Podcast.